All right. So I think the best way to start is to just jump in. So let's start with what is ESG? Okay. Ready? Three, two, one. So if you think of an acronym, you know, climate change is really pleasant. You know, I don't know, social welfare. There are terms that are very clear. And then there's this ESG, which has to be the most technocratic, dumb term, environmental, social, and governance. I can never even remember what it means. Like, I don't think anyone knows what it means. I mean, when I hear it, all I can think about is spice. That's the only image <laughs> yeah. that comes to my mind. Well, it's, it sounds like MSG, which I can assure you, MSG is about 20 times better than ESG. But, you know, it's, it's one of these completely fake concepts, which has just spiraled in popularity. According to Bloomberg Intelligence, $41 trillion in assets under management in 2022, $50 trillion by 2025 will be managed under the rubric of, of ESG. Why? Like, why the rise? Well, I mean, a lot of the asset managers, right, pension funds in particular, are, are super sensitive about investing in, you know, quote unquote, good things. So if you are the Norwegian state sovereign wealth fund, and you have trillions of dollars of oil wealth, which the Norwegians like to, you know, not remember too well, uh, they want to make sure that that money goes into high quality, climate neutral, climate positive projects. Um, you know, CalPERS, one of the largest pensions in America for the state uh, of California's teacher union. Um, similarly, you know, a trillion plus dollars in AUM, they want to make sure it goes to positive, societally beneficial companies and investment assets. Um, and so you, I think you had over the last decade is a lot of these massive asset managers came together. We're sort of like, how do we sort of figure out what to invest in? We want to invest in socially positive things. We don't want to invest in corrupt countries. That's where that governance, that's the G. We don't want to go into um, a variety of emerging markets where there's a ton of corruption that's being stolen, even if we can make money. It's not a saying that you can't make money, but we, we don't want to go to a corrupt place. And then on the environmental side, obviously, there's been a huge awareness of a consciousness of climate change going on around the world. I mean, all those things sound amazing, right? Like we should be putting money behind that. So I don't really understand what the problem is. You know, it, it's one of these things that if you, if you were to just do it at a very high level, there's no problem. It's a very positive, it's values-driven, it's saying, hey, we want to do X, not Y, and that's fine. I mean, you should be able to do that in a qualitative sense. You know, you can kind of get a feel of projects. And you can do that on like a qualitative, you know, a couple managers with some cash trying to invest in that. But what's, I think, gone wrong in, in the SG market is, is the scale-up, which is when you went from tens of billions to literally tens of trillions of dollars of assets, suddenly you went from a model of, hey, I can meet the founder, I can meet the company, you know, think like a, a chef at a farm-to-table restaurant. Like, I can go visit Napa, see my grapes being grown, and I know it's like a safe, high-quality project. Whereas when you get to a huge scale of $50 trillion by 2025, based on the estimates, you don't have the ability to do that. You have to quantify it. You have to be able to evaluate thousands of things simultaneously in an Excel spreadsheet. And, and unfortunately, like, concepts like environmental and social and governance just can't be reduced to a spreadsheet. So is it a definition problem? What if we improved or narrowed the scope of ESG? If we had a solid definition of what ESG is, and, and everyone's trying to jam themselves in, like that would actually do the function of what people want, which is people would go, well, gee, I want to be less corrupt. I want to make you know, better green technology. I want to be better on climate. Therefore, I'm going to try to fit the definition and get a higher score, whatever the case may be. We're in a far worse nightmarish scenario, which is there is no definition. I mean, what is, what is a good climate company? 
the one of the examples I, I wrote in the newsletter was around oil companies. And this is actually a huge debate, which is if I'm ExxonMobil and I have, let's say, $100 billion of, of uh, oil in the ground that I know exists, I own it, it's in drilling sites that I have control over, and I can pull it out of the ground. If I choose not to pull it out of the ground, am I a green company? I still am an oil company. I'm still producing oil, but I am not increasing, I, I'm choosing to forego some level of carbon emission in exchange for being a greener company. Is that green? And so, you know, it's fundamentally one of these things is like you have to have trade-offs. And I, I think it's one of these classic definitions of, you know, no one can ever be happy with any definition. So you're saying we're fucked. <laughs> is that what you're saying? I, I feel like 90% of my, all of my articles end up with like, we're all fucked. Thank God my next article isn't about a, a book called The Collapse of Complex Societies. But, <laughs> but what I would say is, is, is twofold. One is there is an immediate problem around ESG labeling, which is many funds have been designated ESG. And what we're finding is in many cases, the asset managers are doing almost no work. And so the Securities and Exchange Commission... Boffin, the, the financial regulator in Germany, other European regulators are actually cracking down very hard with multiple asset managers and advisors being uh, fined and essentially admitting to um, what is a, a form of fraud, which is saying that you have a green fund that is not green. And the SEC is promulgating new rules that are saying, hey, if you're going to call something like the green investment fund, you actually have to have very clear criteria of what makes something green and why it is in it. Or as I joke, it better be about trees and not like the money form of green. And, and the second piece, which, which gets at the larger point, is I just think it's a, a worthless project. You're saying trying to label ESG as a worthless project, not the effort to put money behind what ESG stands for. Well, that, that's the precise nuance. And I, I think that's what's been so hard. This is why Twitter is a terrible medium to debate this. But like, there's an incredibly important nuance and distinction between it's good to improve the world and, and, and have these companies improve their operations. But the mechanism we're doing, the ESG labeling and indexing and quantification doesn't work. It's not the solution to getting to A. Uh, and so to me, like the solution, again, is, is to really understand the context of a lot of these companies, to actually do due diligence, to do work. Similar to what's happening in venture capital, in which over the last year, we've seen folks who were investing willy-nilly in companies, uh, and now they're getting their ass handed to them. I think the same thing is happening in the ESG world. The SEC is cracking down. They're going to be much stricter going forward. And that really brings up a huge question long term of will this industry survive or will they come up with another you know, expression like BRICS? I don't know if you remember BRICS in the emerging market for Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa, I think was the S. But like, I think it's one of these acronyms that had its moment in the sun. And it is definitely, definitely being questioned by more and more people.